How are you? Thanks for asking. And uh, maybe we'll just start there, Donna. It's it's great to see you and to meet you in person. Yeah, you um, too. You too. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for doing this. And, um, you know, I feel like we've had this dialogue, as many of us do on Substack over time, you know, reading each other's material and in the comments. Um, and you're someone who's, I mean, you've been very active in you know, in in my comments, and I, I think vice versa, and also with a lot of the other um, guys that I know that are writing on Substack. And I don't know if that's just because I see, you know, what's on their stuff, um, or, or or why that is exactly. But it's, um, you know, I kind of see you around a lot. And so that's why I reached out to you to, uh, well, to you're have this conversation. With some interesting people. That's why. Yeah, your your group is pretty interesting, and and I always I really and have similar interests and and enjoy it and learn a ton. So that's why I'm I'm over there. Yeah, yeah. I haven't quite yeah. made it to everybody yet because I just haven't <laughs> had time, but uh, I will. Yeah, well, our worlds overlap. You know, that's one of the great things about um, Substack is you know discovering other people that I wouldn't have otherwise met. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, where we have some some overlap and interests. And so um, Donna MacArthur, right, um, is your name and your Substack yeah. is The Bright Life. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And yours is? An Ordinary Disaster. That's right. Ordinary <laughs> Disaster. I love that name. Well, I'm glad you do. Yeah, I've, I've been working with that for a while and and it's uh, it, it still sticks. You know, it's a bit tongue in cheek, but it's also uh, true. It's also very true, you know, a little bit of a disaster and also, a, you know, an, an ordinary one, uh, a yeah. one with a lot of experiences that a lot of us share, I think. Um, well, and I think it speaks to all of us. That's, that's what I really feel about the name of your, of your uh, mm. publication. Ordinary disaster is all of us going through our life. <laughs> <laughs> one day at a well, time. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I do. I do. Um um and, well and so does hey the bright life you know i mean mine's i don't i don't like to frame thing put things in a negative frame that's i suppose the 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 problem you know if i have a problem at all with the name oh okay you know so you've got the positive covered so between the two of us yeah and the thing is maybe like with disaster uh -huh. where do you go from there you 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 clean it up <laughs> You know, and, right. and you you change it, and you you mm -hmm. you shift from a disaster. We don't usually, hopefully, hang out in the disaster. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it does bring to mind that I I have underplayed my disaster, so to speak. Um, you know, because I I don't like to make too much of it, um, and I do prefer to focus on the positive and the present, and you know, the the, the changes. Um, but um, has been hard at times, has been very hard and uh, has felt like a disaster for sure at certain times. And um, I know, you know, a lot of us share that experience. So uh, I guess that was part of the reason, too. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know, also part of the reason that I reached out was, you know, we have this shared interest and focus on change. And, um, you know, I saw that you're really gearing up or actually have begun to publish a whole series on change. Um, yeah. And, you know, that really rang a bell for me um, personally and as a writer and, and, and professionally. Um, and so, you know, let's, let's dive into that change, you know, um, 
you know, one of the things that came to mind this morning is like, why, why, why do you feel, or or maybe your own, you know, from your own experience, you know, where have you been most resistant to change, and and why do you think that is? Oh, that's just such a good question, and I think that that. I mean, there's a million different little things that, that I could focus on, but the, the the ultimate biggest one is is being myself, being truly, truly myself. And uh, I believe that that's that's so many factors. There's cultural conditioning, there's family of origin, uh, there's community of upbringing, um, you know, and and then just our, our underlying beliefs, our unconscious mind that's driving the bus, uh, that, that doesn't allow us to, you know, step out of that. And so I think that's, that's been my, my, probably my biggest resistance is, uh, but that, that's kind of even a bigger piece, right? But I, mm-hmm. I know, like, cause that's the scariest thing, right? So that's where I put the binders on. What do you mean by being yourself? You know, you read a lot about the ancestral imprint that was laid down uh, for the, from those that came before you. So yeah. not genetics. I'm not necessarily talking about genetics, although we have that as well. But I mm-hmm. mean, watching my aunts, watching my grandparents, watching my parents. Uh, go mm-hmm. And so that's been imprinted very on all of us very deeply and I I didn't really take a good look at that I've looked at a lot of stuff over the course of my life but but not really that and I have that's Mm -hmm. only been in the last few years that I've really started to pay attention to that and Mm -hmm. so when I say being true to myself it's stepping out of that box uh of of what I saw was yeah uh, uh, a middle-aged woman moving through life, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah. When I moved down to San Francisco uh, to go to school or, or the Bay Area to go to school, I mean, mm-hmm. that that hadn't been done. That hadn't been done in my family. So that was you know, a little tiny baby step to mm-hmm. moving out of the country, to mm-hmm. taking on a career that no one ever would have expected, you know? So, so mm-hmm. it's, so being, being myself, is is who am I without all of that and what is important to me um, yeah important to me yeah so you're saying yeah that like part of the resistance to change was was kind of operating on inherited inertia and patterns from culture and family that I didn't know was there or that just made the fear bigger than than um, I could recognize yeah 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 I feel that yeah what is your take on resistance to change? You know, what, what, what do you, what do you think, where do you think you're at with that? Whether it's a family imprint or something different, a more specific thing. Yeah. For me, you know, it's, I I have felt certainly what you're talking about as well. I'm just kind of running old patterns for sure. And like assumed and inherited patterns, cultural patterns. Um, but for me, the biggest resistance to change has been feeling alone um, and like feeling like I have to do it alone. And, and along with that, there's there's another piece, which is also like the 
what I the way I put it is the view from the inside always seems real. That is the present, you know, my present reality. Well, of course, that seems real. Yeah, it is real. That's what we know. And it can be very hard to visualize, you know, what's different or beyond that, especially. And that's what the other piece comes back in is like when, you know, feeling like I have to do it alone, like I have to, you know, visualize or get there, whatever I'll have to do, I'll have to do it alone. Um, so sorry, I'm just going to interrupt. So yeah. do you mean that that you resist having help or another mm. person in your life, or or that you're resisting the alone part? Yeah, both, both. You oh, know, okay. I, th- okay. there's yeah, there's yeah. this there's some of that is is cultural. Uh, you know, I, we're just we live in a you know a very alone sort of world in general, and you know, there's so many that just gets reinforced in so many ways that, you know, we yeah. have to figure things out alone, everything, you know, it's kind of every person for themselves, et cetera. Um, some of it is, you know, my feeling as a man, but, you know, it's probably largely the same as, as a woman, I would imagine too, you know, just like, but the conditioning that like, I've got to kind of carve my own path and, you know, yeah. come up with my own solution. And I want to be unique person also, of course, well, yeah. if I want to be unique, I can't really be like anyone else, you know? So that's, that can be a bit of a trap. Um, but yeah, also resisting alone because the fact is, well, I am alone in, you know, in a lot of ways existentially and, and also my personal life, you know, is, is perhaps a bit, bit more alone than, than some, that of some others. And so as I have come to accept more of who I am, you know, I've become less 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 of that resistance. You know, to well, if I'm going to do something, I I'm going to do it with the resources that I have. And um, so, so what would you think if you were going to work to? I don't know what what you know. I'm not a psychologist. Like like work on that, or 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 move past it, or shift it. Yeah. What what, do, what would you see being a step that you could take to overcome that resistance? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a good question. Um, well, you know, I was just, I, I was just reading a couple of your recent pieces and, you know, I think we've, we've landed on some of the same things there, you know, honesty, uh, with myself is definitely one of the 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 keys that have you unlocked things there. Yeah. yeah. So and, that's what I meant to <laughs> that uh-huh. didn't use that word. When when uh-huh. you, uh-huh. you know, what does that mean to be myself? That's it. Uh-huh. So thanks for giving me that word. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, you know, that that has been the biggest key for me, honestly, over the last, let's say, 10 years and and you know, whatever period you want to choose, really. Um, But getting more honest, having more, you know, I want to say courage, you know, but it it really is the, the, you know, the heart to listen to the messages, you know, things that are coming up, things that are bubbling up from the unconscious and, you know, actually paying attention 
not discarding or pushing away those messages. And, you know, to me, that's, that's being more honest with myself. And, you know, when, you know, it's like, if a message, if something comes up, like, Hey, I'd, I'd like to do more of this, or I'd like to do to not do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and well, we, if we, you know, either we ignore that message or we pay attention to it. And if we pay attention to it, it's like, okay, well, this, <laughs> hmm, <laughs> this is true. There's a real power there. There is a source of energy then yeah. that I feel in recognizing that. I mean, excuse me, even the, you know, the visceral feeling of turning towards that and recognizing that message and saying, you know what, I, like, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. And even if we can't act on it in the moment to acknowledge that it's there and, and yes. that's, yeah, that's, that's huge. That's, you know, when I talk about my ancestral imprint, none mm -hmm. of that was none of that was 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 shown demonstrated um acknowledged and yeah. um yeah. you know both for men and women in our culture it's it's just not not done so yeah to me that's the bottom line that's the you know it, it pay, listening listening yeah. to that inner voice and 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 saying hey yeah i hear you whether i can act or not and that's you know one of the biggest changes that i made uh, well, there's been quite a few, but uh, well, the, I'd say the biggest change I've made is is internal and and mm -hmm. literally becoming a different person um, over years than I was years ago. On the inside, I'm not the same person, but mm -hmm. on the outside, one of the biggest drivers for that was to quit drinking alcohol. And yeah. I mean, I got that message given to me years before I did it. And so, mm -hmm. you know, when you say about being honest and about listening to yourself and, and heeding the call, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't for a long time because I didn't want to. I liked, mm -hmm. I love drinking wine, having a wine after work and chilling out all yeah. the things. I was in the food and beverage industry. I, I love the <laughs> whole culture. There is nothing yeah, wrong yeah. With in my mind, right? So right. I think that's the thing is we we hear those nudges, but they're too scary, and and we have to get ready, right? We have to get ready to make the change, and that's why I'm I'm doing this series on change is is to try mm -hmm. to. I find that's when it can be most effective and last is when it's not about fixing ourselves. We don't need to get fixed. We're all yeah. great and perfect, but we may mm -hmm. need to, like you say, be honest and listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Is there something that big that you've done like an actual outside kind of change mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah quite a few as well and you know you and i have exchanged some notes on this and yeah. um a lot of changing know, countries a lot of changing countries well a lot of travel you know a lot of, a lot of travel uh for you know for business for i mean originally for like university for business and then for sports and adventure and that right. sort of thing um, I, I'm certainly not like a, um, like a, like a tourist trap, like a traveler, you know, um, um, so a lot of changes in place. Sure. You know, cause I love place. I love exploring, but, um, that's not the kind of change that you're asking about, you know, the, the, the kind of 
deep personal uh, changes that I've made, you know, that have had big impact in my own life, like how I live day to day. Um, well, um, you know, I also stopped drinking alcohol at a certain point, and that has been a big one. I mean, it's had a big impact on like how I live and on the, the, the quality of my life, uh, certainly. Um, but before that, before that, you know, it was exercise. It was exercise. It was getting more, you know, and I mean, I would put it, use another word even more than that. I would say like physicality. Um, I've always been a physical person. I've always loved kind of sports and being in the outdoors, but I was never really very athletic or really that all that healthy, really. Um, and um, it wasn't until my 40s, really. I'm 53 now. Um, it was in my, you know, as I got into my early 40s that I began to, like, I took up running. And and then from there, you know, kind of, I, I just began to feel better um, and really wow, feel that's, more. That's awesome. I remember yeah. I read, reading your piece about was it kite surfing? What some kind of crazy is it kite surfing? Yeah. Uh, well, that's one of many. Yeah, one of many sports. But I yeah. loved that where where you talked about so much about that the culture, but also that uh, that inner growth and and courage and and um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was really powerful. For me, you know, it's not about the. I don't know, like, it's not about going to the gym and exercising and nor is it about this kind of like extreme sports kind of vibe that a lot of people get when they hear the, like, let's say kite surfing, for example, you know, it's, it is on one hand, the embodied like wellness, that's what it is, embodied wellness that one can get from so many things from walking from yoga you know all the way up to whatever you know triathlons or you know you can yeah. get very extreme about it but what matters what's mattered to me is the feeling better feeling good in my physical self and how that flows up into my psyche and into my psychological wellness that's yeah. that's what's been most important about it. I I've really you know again you just nailed it. I I uh, my job my career is as a chiropractor, so yeah. uh, both in through that and through life, you know I I will frequently see people who they don't live inside their body, and it's yes. very interesting. They they yes. they they just don't live inside their body, and they're very dissociated from their yes. body there's there's many reasons for that for sure yes. you know we don't need to get into but i think that could be a very big uh way to learn to be honest with ourselves is by by mm. get starting to to get into our body and and it does you're right it affects absolutely everything because i yeah. just wrote a piece about physical uh, physical energy and what you said mm. about feeling better, which I'm exactly the way you are to me. Now it is the bottom line. I need to do whatever I can to feel better in my body. Nothing else. Yeah. Like that's the thing that matters the most. 
and mm-hmm. and figuring that out and that's partly i think an, a bit of an issue right now in our culture in north america anyway is that so yeah. many people are are dissociated from their true body you know yeah yeah yeah, I totally agree, you know, and something that occurred to me long ago and it may think become has become only more true is that mo- many of us, most of us really don't have any idea what it is like to feel well, right. to really feel well. I think, yeah. I mean, because from my own personal experience, if I look back to, let's say, age 35, even, um, you know, what I thought was like kind of normal and like a good day, you know, was like a three, really, <laughs> you know, yeah. out of 10, you know, it was a three or a four. And, you know, in terms of my physical wellness and, you know, my psychological wellness, um, but but it began, you know, with, with my physical well-being. And when I began to get into the, you know, fives sixes sevens and it you know kind of continued to increase from there and that is what um just referring back to the question of alcohol for example that is what you know led me to making the change in my relationship with alcohol it wasn't in my case that i thought you know that i had some flash suddenly that i had to stop drinking and that then i made other changes in my life it was really in a lot of ways the last thing that changed you know it was a result of i was feeling better and that feeling better also is you know kind of got me more honest with myself and then i began to see you know this this just i just i don't really need this anymore it doesn't really fit anymore yeah yeah and it's dragging me down yeah. You know, and that's that's yeah. part of why. Uh, yeah, I think that's similar to to part of what happened with me too, was I, I just wanted to feel better and it yeah. just didn't fit anymore. And 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 I think from the outside, often people who it's easy to look at others and feel or sense seem like they're living a, a rigidity, you know, they're living with mm. this rigid, rigid, these rigid uh parameters for their life of oh no alcohol and perhaps no sugar and i need to do right. this exercise and right. i right let's talk about that and this and that but but i i don't agree with that you know what what it is actually mm. offering is freedom you know yes. freedom of of your soul freedom of your heart freedom of your mind to be clear and your body to be able to move through its days and un- uh, hopefully less encumbered by by pain and disability and all of that. So it isn't rigidity. Mm. What's that saying? Um, discipline, something about dis, you know, discipline gives freedom. That's not it, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, what you're getting at, at, at right. I, I don't know the exact quote, but yeah. zillions of people have said it anyway. It's that, you know, that, excuse me, there can be, you know, creativity requires some boundaries and yeah. discipline can, yes you know, be the sort of gateway to freedom and, and And feeling good requires certain things in our physical being to, to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something that you've gotten to there, you know, I was going to ask, um, it is, we often think of making changes as like, Oh, well, okay. Well now there's something else that I've got to do, 
you know, or right, I've got to like get more disciplined and sort of be more right. rigid about something. Yeah, yeah. When and that has also been part of my resistance, you know, because I'm like, <laughs> no, no, you're not telling me what to do. You know, I, I read that. Something. I read that article where you wrote about that. That was very good. You know, right. Like I'm not taking on some rules from someone else, you know, that kind of thing. But the reality has been for me that um well, a couple sides of that. One is like that giving things up has been such a powerful like release and like as you said a freedom right and i'm not just talking about alcohol for example uh, you know certain sports that uh for example that i have loved to do at different times in my life and then chosen to or or you know felt that message arise like you know huh maybe it's time to move on from this Mm -hmm. and then you know kind of after then feeling fun feeling whatever at a certain point decide okay you know what i'm not gonna do that anymore i'm not gonna do that anymore and people are like what do you mean you're gonna give up i don't know snowboarding or riding motorcycles for example or skateboarding you know or whatever it might be and i'm like you know what there are so many other things to do i'm if i'm not feeling like doing this anymore i'm just gonna stop yeah. You know, I'm just going to stop. And it's not a rigidity to your point. It's and and I, I totally hear you, you know, so many, especially around the question of alcohol. There's all this mythology about, you know, that that it's it's this thing. It's going to be so difficult to, you know, to give up so difficult to change. It's got its hooks in you. And right. I, I'm not discounting you know, there's truths about addiction and that sort of thing. But, but, you know, my experience and that, and, and of many others I know is that actually it was, it was, it was easy. It wasn't, there was no, it was not difficult. That's yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. I mean, there, there's different levels of addiction and, uh, and dysfunction. So not negating that, but, but I agree, you know, you can, even if it's something you really, really love doing, you, you just simply grow and shift and change enough to get excited about doing the next thing. Like for you say, using the example of skateboarding, maybe 15 years ago, you would have thought there's no darn way I'm giving up skateboarding. And then you get to the place where it's more like 35 years ago or whatever, you know, <laughs> okay, 35 years ago. you're totally ready to, to let that go, you know? And yeah. So yeah, you're right. You can do anything with ease um, and and grace if you are ready and have done i i i'm about prep some preparation too you mm-hmm. know or yeah. and especially if it's an addictive piece that that mm-hmm. affects our brain physiology then yes. we may need to uh have some alternatives and some tools in our life ahead of time to be able to mm-hmm. be successful to create that change as opposed to just winging it. And I know that's because mm-hmm. I've done it both ways. You know, I've just spontaneously declared a change and had mm-hmm. to white knuckle it to the finish line. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I've also gone in very prepared with alternate tools that I can use. So, and, and mm-hmm. when you do it the second way I've found, then it's like you said, it's easier. It's, you know, yeah. Different, different mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are a lot of different pathways there for yeah 
you know, yeah. for, for different people, uh, for sure. Um, Do you feel like there's a change that you would like to still make in your life? Or anything impending soon? <laughs> anything pending soon. You don't have to tell us. You don't have to tell us if you if it's not ready for public disclosure. No, no, I appreciate the question. It's you know, it's it's a good one. Um because honestly, the last couple of months I've been feeling pretty low. I've been kind of depressed. Um and um you know, one of the things that I've learned about that from my own experience with it in the past is that it, that it, there's a message in that. Um, and it often is a, uh, at least, you know, some of that, at least some of that feeling is, is a request for change or a demand for change and a protest against the sort of current, you know, how things are going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my question to myself has been, okay, well, so what, you know, what request is being made here that is from, am I, you know, from the unconscious, from, yeah. from my, my deeper self, what's, what request is being made? Um, and, um, well, one is uh, less time in front of the computer, less time in front of the computer, which is, it's tricky because, uh, you know, as, as a writer, <laughs> Where you know, I mean, I you know, I write in my notebook sometimes, but of course, we all end up publishing our stuff online and interacting with people yeah. online, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, the whole world is in this little box these days. So that's that's something. Um, but that's that's something I'm I'm paying attention to, um, and you know the the aloneness the aloneness um is is also something else you know, just in terms of how i have kind of constructed my life or the choices that i've made the way i live just paying attention to that yeah that's right and and maybe just trying to figure out some steps to you know obviously you still have to be on the computer because of your job and your work but uh you know shifting trying to shift something. I think that's interesting what you said about, you know, feeling low grade and, and it being a signal for change and, and yes. a lesson or, you know, a teeth, there's something there. And I find it's one of the most difficult places for me anyway, is when I'm feeling that similar to what mm -hmm. you're feeling. Well, I'm not feeling that right now, but I have, uh, mm -hmm. and there isn't a, I'm not getting anything. You know, yeah. there, there isn't a, a road. Oh, this is what I need, or or this is why I'm feeling it. Um, it's almost feels blank, and yes, yes. that can be challenging. And and I, I feel that's a call to go even deeper inside and yeah. allow, just allow those those. As long as someone's safe, right? You know, you, you need to be safe mentally and emotionally, but to just allow mm. those feelings of of being down and see eventually what comes out of it. And I know that's easy to say and much harder yeah. to live, but yeah. 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 Well, I'm sorry I, that you're, you've been feeling down and I know San Fran in the fall and early winter is a bit gloomy. I can appreciate that. So that's not super helpful. There is a, there is a little piece of that. Um, but um well, I appreciate you know you going a bit further into that, and and it sounds like it, or or just 
yeah, I mean, your experience as well, you know, that, um, that, that state, that kind of, that, that depressive, uh, feeling state, um, yes, can get very closed and very like self-referential and it can be even more difficult to see my, you know, see one's way out of that. Um, everything starts to seem even more difficult and, you know, all, all that sort of thing. Um, but that core belief about it, that there's, there's something in there, some part of that is a, like I said, a request for change. That to me, it just, it, it, it is true for me. It has been true for me. And I, you know, I really have to believe that that's true for, you know, kind of in a, in a general way. Um, and, you know, because there just, it just can't be that so many of us, so many people are like so depressed all the time for no reason. That's just not possible. We did not evolve that way. Right. Right. It's so, so it is a signal that something is wrong. Something is, you know, so like, what's the, what's the signal? So that, that, that is a, you know, it's, it's a hopeful message to me. It is. And it's a great anchor. It's it's something that, that we can anchor anchor into um, when we're going through that. And and I don't know what process you've used. I have uh, in the past, well, always, but in the past when I've been in that situation, you know, it, it's kind of about using our our quiet and our our mm. intuition, if you will, yes. to or, or whatever words we want to say for our deep inner knowing to mm. ask what what is what is this? What is this about? Like what you said, you've been doing that, and and mm-hmm. in you know, I have. In, I remember well, probably about two years ago, being in a place like that. And, and I I would ask and, and I was just at that place where there was no road, you know, I, 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 you know, where, where do I go next? Not got nothing. And Mm. I, I got intuitively, I just got, wait, you're in the waiting. Mm. You're in Mm -hmm. the waiting. And I didn't want to be in the waiting. I did not (laughs) love that answer. I was not digging up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it was in the waiting, and it's like okay, well, okay, this I'm just mm. hanging out here doing this. Yeah, sucks. Yeah. So do you do you mm. what do you think about intuition? Has that ever been a, a a breadcrumb trail that you follow, or something you've been able to utilize? Oh yes, yes, absolutely. And I mean, that's uh, <clears throat> I'm glad we got there explicitly because. In fact, I mean, yeah, I could I, I could give that as another answer as to like what's the biggest change that's happened for me um, over the past ten or so years. Um, you know what I said was like physicality, mm-hmm. um, and that was first, and then that led to a huge intuitive awakening for me, um, and. Oh. You know, and, and I mean that in a very concrete, um, sort of practical, simple, usable sense, not in any kind of esoteric yeah. sense. I don't think there's really anything esoteric about intuition. Right. I think intuition is like, you Available. know, 
yeah available it's part of who we all are um and um but i hadn't i didn't i had not had access to it myself in you know in my earlier life people would say you will trust your gut and i'd be like you know what i i don't know even know what that i don't feel that i don't i don't know i don't have that okay um, so then did was there anything you did to create yeah. that what for for me it was just being being more physical oh that's what it was and then it started to come yes for me it was physical movement and i mean you know you could call it exercise you could call it adventure yeah. sports sports yeah. you know fitness physical wellness a lot of people you know they get it through yoga and they get more in touch with their bodies right. it's being right. being in your body yeah being in your body because a lot of people describe intuition from a you know uh physio physiological you know it's 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 your body thinking yes right it's embodied cognition yeah right it's and and it's being able to sense well enough what your body how your body is feeling to you know for that to mean something to the conscious mind as opposed to being as you said disembodied disconnected yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good way to put it for sure yeah yeah that's that's really interesting so well, now you know it's a it's it's something i use uh, every day i mean it's just part it's part of who i am yeah yeah, I think it's a pretty valuable tool as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, was there some, I mean, just to, as we kind of move towards wrapping up here, I mean, for you, like, what has been your experience with intuition? And was there a kind of a juncture for you that changed your no, relationship? No, with I it? don't think there was a juncture. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't really recall it as a child, but I, there wasn't a thing like, like you where there was somewhat of a line in the sand. It was just a tool that I've, I've always used that I can always mm. recall. And, uh, mm. well, I guess maybe not as a child, but that's cause I don't have such a great memory, but, um, that as a, as an adult, I've just kind of tuned in and there's a lot of different ways that I get, get my messages and i agree with you it's not a an a woo woo esoteric uh concept although i guess it can be i mean we could go down whatever path you you choose and mm -hmm. what i really love now though i just love this is is the 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 scientific evidence-based information coming out about about it you know and it's just mind-blowing the the research being done um that that is documenting that if you're into that sort of thing which some people some of our world is you know and so i find that that's a useful tool to be able to you know look to the science and i'm both i'm science and i'm woo and uh mm -hmm. intuition is both as well so yeah but anyway to answer your question no there wasn't any one mm -hmm. thing yeah mm -hmm. yeah 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 interesting well maybe that's part of the um you know the positive of what you inherited in terms of yeah know, patterns from your, your family history and that sort of thing um, yeah. yeah 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 there's lots of positive i don't i don't mean to be all negative about it no no i hear you yeah yeah, yeah. um well i think for a lot of people a lot of perhaps a lot of men in particular you know it's it's a bit more uh, foreign or just unfamiliar and um so it's something that i do that i always emphasize you know and that like there it was a mystery to me it was something i felt you know lacking 
um, and it didn't have access to, and that was like painful really. Um, but what opened that up for me was it was, I mean, it was as simple as like exercise essentially, you know, just being more in my body. Yeah. That, that is so fascinating to me because I, I do a lot of teaching and coaching and stuff aside from my clinical practice. And so what you said, when you said it just didn't exist in you, I, mm. I don't know what that's like. So yeah. someone to say that is like, well, what, what are they even talking about? How can it not mm. exist? So mm. I appreciate you talking about that. And I think it's really mm. valuable for you to share that, how, like how you do in your writing and in your interviews, because, mm. you know, people, it's good for them to see that, that you can access it and learn. It's a skill. It's a learned skill that we can can work on and and hone in on yeah it really is it's 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 like anything else at least for me my take on it is that you know we get good at what we do yeah it's that simple we get good yeah. at what we do it's a you know everything's a practice and um that know, is really good we get good at <laughs> what we do i love that awesome <laughs> you need to put that on a t-shirt <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah. Well, Donna, it's been so great to speak with you and get to know you a bit better. And um, hey, you too. yeah, what, um, what, what's, what's next for you? I mean, well, this whole series on change. So maybe you just want to share a little bit about that as we. Yeah. That's what I've been working on for, for the month of December, just, you know, really writing about uh, then the, what I feel is our need for preparation to prepare to create change. And the new mm -hmm. year, you know, people can, many people poo-poo a new year's, you know, mm -hmm. change, uh, which I've, I have done in the past for, you know, decades, not, not done anything. But I think universally when, when the year changes, our energy mm -hmm. shifts in, in, at least in North American culture and, mm -hmm. um, our energy shifts and, and it is, it can be a time for change, even if we don't really recognize that. And so, but it's not, we're not successful because we don't prepare, we don't prepare for it. And so all, there's so hmm. many reasons why like willpower doesn't work and our unconscious mind will take over our brain patterning. So I've been doing this series to try to help people, um, Mm -hmm. create some tools that they can use to get ready if they if they are choosing to make some kind of change again not about fixing ourselves but about hearing that inner calling and and listening to our deeper self so that we can move towards what's really truly important and so ultimately it's what you said uh about being honest it's about be being honest with ourselves and then what do we do with that information that we learned so coming up i do have uh just find it finishing that off you know getting excited mm -hmm. about it pulling all the tools together and then in january i will have uh, an, uh, a video online presentation uh where people can ask me questions and i'll be just you know kind of finalizing things that we can do it is a bit difficult you know in in little posts to teach something this big uh often mm. it's many weeks long class but it's mm. just little snippets how about mm. you what are you up to what have you got coming down the road i know you're doing a lot of interviews and you're doing mm. this series right now oh on addiction i yeah i haven't read your piece yet but i will be reading all of those this is our second series uh with this group of guys which is so cool yeah yeah i'm really stoked about that um it's been great for all of us to be 
you know, to have kind of a group project to work together on. I love the fathers and sons one. Everyone's perspective is so different. Now are you doing an addiction? Yeah, well, that one's, you know, coming out this week day by day. So, um, you know, that that's all out there. Um, and uh, you can find that, you know, go to find my piece. It links to all the others, for example. Um, and we'll be doing another series in the first quarter of next year. Um, but the biggest personal writing project for me is the book that I, you know, the manuscript that I completed a couple of months ago. Yeah, your memoir. Yeah, now working with an editor on. And so as I go into the new year, I'm going to be going into an edit process, you know, on that. And then you know, aiming towards publication at some point, you know, wow, this coming that is year, I hope. So yeah. exciting. That's yeah. really awesome. That's a big deal. You should be so proud of yourself for, for getting to this space, even where you're at the editing stage. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am. Thank you. It's, it's been quite a project and, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's very important to me. And, um, so yeah, that's the biggest thing. And uh, you know, along with that, planning some adventures for this new year. So good. Uh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Bowen, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been we could keep talking, I think, for a really long time. <laughs> it's cool. We'll do another one. I want to talk more about this uh preparing for change. You know, that's an interesting topic. And um, so we can uh, you know, let's check in again in the new year. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Okay.